welcome back to another week of Bells and Whistles, the sports podcast where we debate and speculate with what's going on in uh, pro sports news. Your host, Silence. With me today, I got Naj. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, brother. Naj, man. I'm uh, back for my second episode on the podcast, man. I'm here, here with Silence, man. Are we ready to ready to entertain i guess right off the bat we'll get into we won't waste no time uh today we're going to be talking about the divisional weekend that happened and then give our predictions for conference weekend so but regarding wild card weekend do you want to talk about any of the results that happened from there uh i got them yeah, so we had Seattle and San Francisco when San Francisco went in. Uh, the Chargers blew that game against Jacksonville. Uh, Buffalo and Miami, Minnesota and the Giants, the Bengals and the Ravens, and the, the Cowboys Buccaneers. So any any of those games you want to touch on before you move on to what happened in the divisional round? I mean, obviously, I'm uh, was very uh, very hurt by the. Uh the Cowboys game, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers game. Um, but I, I, I had a feeling that the Cowboys were going to get that game. Uh, Micah Parsons from the beginning of that game was just like, he just wouldn't let Tom Brady get a, a, a good, a good footing, a good ground. So very upset about that one, but I mean, the Cowboys lost the next week, so it doesn't really matter. And, but one game I was, was very shocked at, but I know, you know, I know it's, I know these are all professional teams. Anything can happen. I was very surprised that the Vikings lost. Uh, so that one, that one kind of took me by surprise, but every other game, um, you know, Buffalo beat Miami. Miami was uh shorthanded. So didn't really see Miami putting up too much of a fight with that one. Uh, Cincinnati, Obviously, you know, Baltimore is without um, big trust, Lamar Jackson. So, you know, they tried to do what they could. And then uh, I wasn't I wasn't surprised that the Chargers lost to Jacksonville. So, yeah. So, so wild card uh, was really only one, one really surprising, which was the Giants beating the Vikings. That was that was about the only thing that was wild. Next that uh me when bridge had it's just like how you said yeah you expected you expect you you and i expected the jaguars to kind of win but the fact that it was just such a tale of two halves is what was crazy about it yeah and they, and then, I mean, like they definitely said, blew a 27 point lead so <laughs> yeah, ridiculous, man. Matt ryan he over there he wiping the sweat off his forehead like hey y'all gonna forget about me for a minute y'all gonna leave me the fuck alone for a minute please <laughs> nah, nah, hold up, buddy. Don't, don't, don't think we forgot about you. Never forget about that. That was a super Super Bowl. That out trumps any any game from now on. Somebody got to give up a thirty point lead, forty five point lead, for us to forget about Matt Ryan. So he's never getting forgot about. If one thing in his career, you know, if all else fails, he'll at least have that to be remembered by. So yeah, let's get into this division round the results we had Jacksonville versus Kansas City 
Um, so last week we had Jay Bellington on it and the bridge. We all predicted that Casey would be Jacksonville. They did, but Lamar Jackson had him a little ankle injury in the in the process. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, what did I say? Uh, Lamar. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, he's. I don't know <laughs> but yeah, Patrick Mahomes uh, ended up sustaining a high ankle sprain, I believe it was. So he finished the game. You know, you already know that man. He is competitive. He's not going to let that keep him down. So he's going to try and be back to play this week against Cincinnati, who uh, they beat Buffalo. And this is the one that people were saying it could go either way, you know, beforehand. Uh, Bridge and I I picked Cincinnati and Jay Bellington picked Buffalo. And I'm like, you know, I feel like you couldn't go wrong with either pick. But, man, Joe Burrow, he diced them up in the snow. and Something that I wanted to mention about Wild Card Weekend is that we all thought that Buffalo would beat Miami, but they only won by three points. Like it was 34 to 31 or something. I don't know if that was the exact score, but I think it was only a three-point game. So people were kind of looking like, uh, I about Buffalo. And the same thing with Cincinnati, to be honest, because if not for that fumble, I think the that quarterback sneak fumble, like they took that back to the house and that's really a big reason why Cincinnati won. So two teams that everybody kind of thought, uh, they had kind of suspect wins. I don't know. We thought that it was going to be a dog fight to see who could get it, who can win in the snow, but Cincinnati, they tore them up. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that is true. Both of those teams, uh, did sneak out of there with the, with the win, um, in that, uh, wild card weekend because like you said the the defense because i mean seven is 17 to 17 you know in that cincinnati baltimore game and you know you get that get that defensive uh takeaway and take that back to the crib for for a touchdown you know that i mean that's that's football at the end of the day that's sometimes what you want it to come down to sometimes the offense can't really get it going so you got to rely on the defense and that's what they did and then you know they came back they came back the next week and you know uh they didn't they did they did i mean the defense obviously did their job but the offense for cincinnati you know like you said in that snow they definitely dissected which was uh which was kind of kind of wild because you know i thought you know buffalo you know they're so used to playing in the snow. Like whenever I think about Buffalo, I just, I just, I just think about snow, especially me being from New York and everything. So like when I think about Buffalo, think about snow, I think about, you know, just playing in that environment and, you know, thinking that that's what they, that they would want. Like that's why you get home field advantage for things like that. Cause you're prepared, uh, you're prepared for those type of games. Just like, Tom Brady, when he used to play up in Foxborough, you know, when it snowed, you know, he was, that was just that advantage he had over most quarterbacks. And I, receivers aren't used to catching the ball in the, in, in the snow, slippery gloves and stuff like that. So I, I definitely, that was definitely a masterpiece by Joe Burrow, but I, I know he's on a mission right now. I, 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 that man is, they call him Joe Shiesty for a reason, man. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna steal some games. 
Thanks, Joe Boos, Joe Shiesty. <laughs> Joe Chill. Man, that shit. He cold though. Like he he is. He is. And I and you know, I know you talking about Patrick Mahomes too, uh he did injure his, you know, his that high that ankle sprain, but you know, played the game. Um does what he does. He's young. He's able to bounce back quick from those things. Uh, I saw him leaving a press conference. I believe it was either today or yesterday, walking on that ankle fine, no limps, no nothing. So, I mean, I'm knowing he's probably, probably drugged up and everything, but I know he's going to be ready to go for this game Sunday. So uh, it's going to be a battle. It is going to be a battle, but I, I'm ready to see it actually. I'm actually excited to see this game. Kansas City, Cincinnati, this is the matchup I brought up last week that I want this matchup to happen because the fact that Pat Mahomes is down 3-0 to Joe Burrow, I'm like, all right, it's the game, bro. <laughs> like, this man beat you last year to go to the Super Bowl. It's literally rematch, same weekend. He come back to your home and beat you again, you might be number two, home. Pat. That's his yeah. home. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't let that man make Arrowhead his home, bro, to where he's not scared to come in here and beat y'all ass in the playoffs, man. Cause, man. Because you, you go back, like, when you really think back to his uh, run at LSU and how cold yeah. he was that year, like, if if not for that ankle injury he had his uh, freshman year, <laughs> freshman year, his uh, rookie year, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? That man could have went deep in the playoffs all three years. And so even though Pat Mahomes, this is fifth straight AFC title game, and this would be Joe Burrow's second, I'm still thinking, you know, A, not this, the whole people trying to put Lamar Jackson against Mahomes and Josh Allen and whatnot. It's like, nah, Joe Burrow finna be, this is the rivalry that I think we're going to get for the next five so years more likely and yeah if the Chiefs can get it done and go back to the Super Bowl then I think that it will help tip the balance in that rivalry and but yeah yeah right now Cincinnati they in a position to where if they win next week the AFC I think it's theirs but yeah so Bridge what you think about uh how the AFC played out this past week I mean, I knew Kansas City. They just, they just dogged down uh, Jacksonville. But man, um, that Buffalo Bills game, I was expecting a closer game. Even though I was expecting the Bengals to win, I thought it would like come down to that final, to that final drive. But it didn't. Uh, uh, I just, I mean, I think the Bengals. They just have something to prove. Like they just constantly overlook. And I feel like they're going to go back to the Super Bowl and win it all and make sure that nobody can overlook them again. I think they they on a revenge tour right now. I feel like they got the short end of the stick from that situation with the cancel game. They didn't get the opportunity to get the number one seed. So they just on the screw it mode. I'm going to come to your home and take it. So, uh I'm excited for this game next week, and I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to see who wins. 
I agree. I agree with that. They are on a revenge tour. I think. Uh, I think the the Bengals have. They obviously, you know, this is stemming from last year. You know that uh, they played in the Super Bowl last year. I'm pretty sure, didn't they? They played uh, yeah. the Rams. Yeah. So, um, I, I think it's definitely a, a revenge tour, just because. I mean, you see who's here and who's not. You see, you know, what the what the Bengals did this year and what the Rams did this year. And honestly, I thought the I thought the Bengals was going to win last year. So, I mean, I really think they are on a revenge tour. And I think, um, I think Joe Shiesty has Mahomes' number, but at the same time, uh, Patrick already has that that winning. Already has that winning element to him, so it's like he's already been in he's been in these big games, and I, I think that's something. And so is Joe, but I think Patrick just has that that little mental edge over him. Just that, just that I already got a Super Bowl, so it's gonna be an interesting battle. It will be an interesting battle. I will say though, like that could be a reason why Joe gets him. He Joe and the Bengals hungry. Where Pat <laughs> Pat's already been there, done that. You know, he might not feel the stress of a of the situation because he already has that ring. You know, nobody gonna fault him. He already been the two, so you know it ain't gonna nobody gonna fault them for losing again. Yeah. I don't feel like the pressure would be heavily on him like that. I could see Bengals just being hungry. Yeah, I see. I, I don't know. I mean, Joe does have right. Pat. Joe does have Pat number, but I think it's going to come down to that final drive, and it might end up being the Bengals defense having to stop Patrick. And I think. I think that might be the difference. Well, mostly a difference of who has the ball last in this game. I am expecting this. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. I was just about to say one thing. I just. I am expecting this to probably be one of the closest games. Uh, one of the, probably one of the most intense games uh, we'll probably watch throughout this these next couple of days. Obviously, besides the Super Bowl and stuff like that, but. I think this will probably be one of the most intense games. Well, last year, that game between KC and Buffalo, I mean, that was the most intense game of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like the Super Bowl, it, if, okay, I'm going to start a little tangent. Okay, prepare yourself. Okay, we'll get to the NFC very quickly. But the the Rams. Yeah. The, the Rams, like you guys said, the Rams, they, they still, they never left the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? They did not suit up for this year at all. Going five and twelve, not doing anything. The Bengals, like like last year, the Rams, they, they just went had such a lucky streak, in the sense that the San Francisco 49ers, I feel like they're on a revenge tour because they're like, yo, we were literally the ball was in my hands and it popped out. I should have picked it. If I'd have picked it, y'all going home. So the 49ers want to get back there. Tom Brady, he went home and he said, you know what? 
almost had the fucking Rams. I'm gonna come out of retirement. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I had one of my one of my most prolific years ever. I'm gonna come out of retirement. I can do this one more time. Rams, meanwhile, they backslid and even the the Philadelphia Eagles, you know what I'm saying? After they're getting beat by the Bucks last year, they come back and they number one seed. So the NFC, I feel like everybody's just having like that bounce back year. And in the AFC with the Bengals having a similar route, they're bouncing back. And I just feel like this game is so it's gonna break records, like viewership number records, because like I like the points that both of you guys brought up that yeah, Pat Mahomes does have a Super Bowl, so he might not feel the pressure necessarily, but I feel like thanks to Tom Brady and Michael Jordan, we live in this era where you can't just have one. Like Aaron Rodgers gets clowned because he only has one. He, you know what I'm saying? When people start having like Hall of Fame conversations or you know, when they people start trying to break it down, they'll bring up how Eli and Ben Roethlisberger both have two rings and Aaron Rodgers has one. And then you start talking about, oh, well, he has four regular season MVPs. And they just look at how that man throws the ball, <laughs> you know, talent wise. But so, you know, I can see how you guys are like, hey, if you just have one for right now, then you still got time. You're still young. You know what I'm saying? Even this this ankle injury aside, you stay healthy. Hopefully you can get some more. You know, people forget that it was 10 years in between Tom Brady's like Super Bowl runs, you know? Yeah. There was like a 10-year gap for that man. He went to Super Bowl, but twice, I think, right? And lost to the Giants both times. Oh. But then he but then he finally got back one, and then it just, the domino started falling again. He just started racking them up after that. So, I mean, this very well could be the time where like early in their career, everybody's kind of trading blows. Like, shit, it could be Philly and Cincinnati in the uh, Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts gets one, you know? Yep. And that just adds on to Joe Burrow's thing where he's like, okay, fuck it, no. Next year, we're hosting the AFC title game and we going to the Super Bowl and we winning. You know, it could even, it could add to it. Whereas, you know, Kansas City this year, the only reason why I feel like they might be on a revenge tour of sorts is because of that game they had last year against the Bills. People looked at that and that 13-second thing and they're like, okay, yeah. Cincinnati, they did just win after getting sacked nine times. But it was also, you know, a close game. So I just think that people thought that after, you know, oh, Cincinnati beat the Titans, KC should be able to take care of business. But I'm like, nah, like you saw, I think every one of their games have been decided by three points. So like you said, if it's a close game, I, I could see this one being even a smaller margin, you know, of uh, a victory. I don't, know if it's gonna, I don't know if it'll go to overtime like it did last year. But I could see it being, you know, one, you know, balls in the hands. It's literally two points. So you only, all you got to do is get a field goal range. So the defense really has to step up. I could see that kind of situation playing out where it's a, like a 27-29 kind of game or something like that, or 28-27. Yeah. Weird, it, it, weird, it, kind, it, weird kind of score, you know? This is a weird it, kind of score of game, I feel like. I was about to say, even if you go back to um, the game they played uh, December December 4th, you know, oh, it was yeah, 24-27 yeah. Bengals. So, uh, 
it's it, I think I think it more than likely probably will be a close game. Yeah, they all and last year it was twenty seven twenty four, I think. Or maybe it was thirty one thirty four. I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure there was just the three points from, you know, because in the in overtime, but he kicked it. And this year, like you said, 27-24. So these teams, they just play each other so close. So this is going to – and I had this thought in my head earlier. This is going to be what we didn't get with Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers in their careers, I feel like. I feel like you're going to have Joe Burrow out there that is Tom Brady just fucking cool, calm, collected. And you got Pat Mahomes out there that does the crazy no looks, the Hail Marys throwing that shit downfield, doing the crazy, the crazy kind of things. And, but that's just kind of how I feel. Like we never really got to see an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady Super Bowl. We never really got to see them play each other a ton of times like we did him and Manning. So I think this is going to be like, we're going to get to see that, but through these two players. I agree. I agree with that. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to the NFC side. Um, we can blow past, blow past the, uh, this first game, Philadelphia and the Giants. They did. They had a good year last week when they beat the Minnesota Vikings and sent them home. That was kind of like their Super Bowl. I feel like. <laughs> getting a getting a playoff win under this first year head coach and feeling like they have something to build on. I think the only thing that kind of helps them like getting blown out like this is maybe they'll go because I don't know. I like Daniel Jones in the sense that he seemed like a humble dude. I feel like he doesn't talk shit. He doesn't step out of his lane and whatnot. He kind of just does what he tries. He does his best to help the team win. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I so so I respect him, but I feel like if the Giants. Like, you see, the Cowboys, we don't know. We'll get to that game next, but we don't know what what's going to happen with the Cowboys moving forward. But if they can hold that roster together, they're still going to be a good team. Philadelphia, they're going to be a good team. The Commanders, they were literally fighting with the Giants to get into the playoffs, so they're still going to have to contend with them. I feel like they're going to have to upgrade at the quarterback position if they want to advance past um, the wild card weekend. I mean, past divisional weekend moving forward. Uh, but that coach, man, he's doing a good job there. But Philly, they handle business. They look good. And I can't wait for that game next week against San Francisco, who that rematch with the Dallas Cowboys, again, comes down to the last play. And the last play is just an utter failure. And I'm like, damn. I do not understand. Cowboys fans cannot catch a break. Every meme I see, it's like year-round. Cowboys are the only team that I see getting memed year-round. Cowboys are the only team that always have big expectations every year. And it's just like, they never, I think they just have so much expectations on them. Like, I think that one year we just need to say, Cowboys ain't doing shit. And maybe they'll have a chance because... They get hyped up too much every single year, and it's like maybe it's maybe it's the maybe it's the owner, maybe he's <laughs> maybe he puts a lot of stuff out there in the press that makes it seem like they always have a shot, which is what you want to do for your team. But it's like, man, with with that though comes you know you have to win as well. So it's like, uh, I mean, 
it, it just I don't know. I haven't seen haven't seen hope in, in the in the Cowboys in a long time, man, since uh since Megatron dropped that pass or caught that pass, man. <laughs> No, was it not Megatron? Uh, who who was that? Uh, who am I thinking about? Dez Bryant. Since it wasn't a catch, ever since that game. Yeah, man. Man, because like, hop in the time machine. Like, if if you go back then, if the Cowboys win that, they go on and face the Seahawks, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. They would have finally been in the NFC Championship game, and then if they went on, they would have fought faced the Patriots. Ooh. Ooh, that would have been a record breaker. Everybody would have watched the Super Bowl back in 2014. Man, and I, I think I think they would have beat the Seahawks that year too. I think, I mean, obviously we know what Russ and Russ and them did, but like, yeah, I think I think the Cowboys would have had a shot that year. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it just ain't been the same since then. Two Super Bowl blunders against the Patriots that just wrecked the franchise. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's either it's either what Tom Brady does or bad coaching does, or maybe a mixture of both. I was fucking Russell out of there, and that man Gino, he came in. He said, "Don't worry, I will save you." But yeah, I guess. Like I said, Dallas, they couldn't get it done. That last play was awful. They did not. Uh, and it was honestly, they just had so many chances. Because a lot of people, let me get your guys' take on this. Because like I said, it's not really a whole lot to say. We kind of all thought. Well, actually, I don't want to say we all thought. Because last week, uh, Jay Bellington and I, we thought that Dallas were going to get it done. We, you know, it being a rematch and all, we thought that they were going to come in hungry and just not make these mistakes that they were making. But uh, Bridge, you had San Francisco taking it. And my thing is the Dallas Twitter account, like how it called out Dak talking about, you know, their self-inflicted wounds and whatnot. I'm sure y'all have seen that by now. And and I don't know. I feel like it's a team thing. Like, yes, those two interceptions did matter, but it's a it's a team thing. The defense had some chances to get them interceptions. And, you know, there's just other things that could have been done on uh, other phases of the game. So that's I kind of wanted to get your guys' take overall on what you guys thought about the blame kind of getting put on Dak kind of by the team publicly. And then also, do you think that Dallas kind of falls behind and the kind of falls? Do you think that Dallas falls behind now and the Giants kind of take that step forward, and now they're kind of that one-two seed in the uh, NFC East. If a selfish, because you know Dallas didn't have a bad, you know they didn't have a bad record this year, twelve and five. Um, you know, if if they make major changes, then maybe I see the Giants, you know, stepping up into that spot, but. Uh, as of right now, I don't I don't see Dallas, you know, getting worse because they don't play they don't play bad in the regular season. So I I don't I don't see that. But as far as him being publicized, um, I mean, you critic you know criticized publicly by the team and everybody else, 
I agree with that. It, it it is a team sport, but at the same time, when you look at when you look at the numbers, you know, for it, it's not a it wasn't a high scoring game. You know, it's what three uh, twelve to nineteen. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's that's one touchdown. You know, that's literally one touchdown. Um, and you know, when you look at the takeaways, the turnovers, Dallas has two. San Francisco has one. So when it's that tight knit of a game, you know, everything does matter. Everything does count. And it's like if Dak threw one if Dak threw one TO, you know, one one turnover, that, you know, maybe that that's a different, you know, it's a different ball game. But, you know, you threw two, they had one. I think it does come down to that in that instance when it is that close of a game. So I mean and I and I mean it is. It, it, you got to be tighter as a quarterback, especially in these, in these games. Like you don't, you don't have any room for error. Like everybody's fighting their hardest. Everybody, especially San Francisco, like you said, they're it's a revenge tour for them too. So they're not just going to lay down and, you know, let Dak have a bad game and still beat them. You know, it, it comes down to those numbers when it's, when you have two turnovers and the other team has that one, it, it, it does come down to that though. Defense, you know, they because the defense, I mean, as far as I'm looking, it it looks like the defense did as much as they could, you know, only holding them to 19 points and, you know, three points in the first quarter, six points in the second quarter. And then, you know, 10 in the fourth, you know, that's it's not it's not a lot like so. I mean, yeah, defense might have been able to get a turnover uh, interception, whatever the case is, but it looks like it was a good defensive game. So it, I think it does come down to Dak and the offense. I'm going to let you uh, get in real quick, Bridge. I just wanted to throw it there. I just wanted to like disclaimer. So I'm not trying, I wasn't riding for Dak. No, I know. My thing was like organizationally, because like I said, I think Dak, I think he, I think he either led the league in turnovers this year or was tied for turnovers. Like that dude is a turnover machine. And Shannon Sharp cracked me up because Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones always talking shit about like he said the turnovers aren't in Dak's DNA or something like that. He said he said Maury called and the DNA test is it and Dak is the father of them turnovers. I agree that I do think that the game, if he doesn't turn those ball those uh he doesn't turn it over, they win because yeah, Trayvon Diggs could have had an interception there or something like that, or they could have got to um Buddy Boy a little quicker, uh Brock Purdy. But like you said, they came in and they did their thing. Like, it's like, hey, how many times do we have to bail y'all out? How many times do we have to give y'all the ball back for y'all to not do anything? And then for to give it back to them, like, what are you talking about? So trust me, I'm not talking about like that. I was more so looking at it as the lens, like from the organization, like for the from for the organization to I call him out like that. And if he does like, I just wonder like what kind of friction it will cause. Like if the players are going to want to play as hard for Dak as he's still there. Like, I think he's, I don't know how many years he has left on his contract. I still, I think two, I'm like, if the players don't want to play for him next year, if they just like, Hey, if the players think they can't get it done with Dak, then do they have to move on from him? Is the team going to be feeling some sort of friction? If he's still in the locker room, that's kind of where I was going with it. Like, I do think that, yes, the game does come down to those interceptions because yeah, you, you can't turn it over twice and expect to win the game like that. Like those, those them that close game like that, you can't be doing that. So I agree that it is on deck, but I just think that to do that on social media publicly, I was just wondering how that would affect the team 
moving forward if it would kind of cause like any disruption uh so yeah i was just yeah like I, I i was saying like definitely all good points you made and definitely that like i said defense they did their thing that's a championship defense i think that as long as everybody is focused and on a mission to get back to the super bowl then yeah they can they can go deep in the playoff next year but i was just wondering how the whole dak situation the mental aspect of it would play into the off season going into next year. I get that for sure, for sure. Because you don't want to down your team. You're right. You, I mean, I mean Carson Wentz, bro. That's kind of they. They went and drafted Jalen Hurts. You know, they built a statue for Nick Foles and then drafted Jalen Hurts. That man Carson Wentz ain't been the same since. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. When you think about it, you probably shouldn't have publicly did that but at the same time sometimes you i mean it, no, it no, or maybe you know what i'm saying just something to be like hey if you're gonna be our quarterback you know what i'm saying like a little shot in the arm just because it, you know because call, it is, call them out publicly it's like like a little kd treatment something like that yeah it is it is it is it is dallas and you know they they're very pride it's a very prideful team so you know right right you know right. They, it, it's literally called america's team like that's just even if no one here messes with the Dallas Cowboys. We all know who the Dallas Cowboys are. We always see them play on Thanksgiving Day. Like, you know, so it's like... <laughs> so that wasn't even a message from, like, the social media team. That was like, bro, this is a message from America, Dak. Like, America is disappointed in you, nigga. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what it, it is. Like, even, even it wasn't you... even, like, throwing shade at him, but it's just like, listen, bro, you've been turning the ball over for eight games straight. And you not cleaning that up for the whole second half of the season is the reason that we lost this game. Just want you to know that. I, I feel you. Just a little like, just a little, it, it, a, a little parently head shake. It like, can either well, make you, it can either make you or break you. You know, it, real, and it yeah. all, it all depends on how Dak takes it. You know, like I'm sure he has. You know, he's talked to, you know, his receiver core, his his line you know, and, and probably the defensive guys and like, hey, you know, I had a bad season. There might be some things he was dealing with underneath the surface, whatever the case no, is. Yeah. But but I, I feel like barring uh, if they don't have a big change next year, I see them right back in the same spot here, hopefully going a little bit farther. But uh, we'll see. I mean, because Dallas has – every single component you know to be a championship level team they got you know even if he is turning the ball over who do you want over Dak like I mean let's be honest like not too many quarterbacks you can just get that are going to come in and make your team as good as Dak can with the you know with or without the turnovers uh, and then you got one of the best running backs in the in the game I mean he had a horrible game but you know it's still Ezekiel Elliott you'll take him over <laughs> I mean 20 20 23 other guys like you'll you'll take him over 23 other running backs and then you know you got CD Lamb who had a good game so I mean he's one of the best receivers in the league so it's like yeah, I mean you, you you got the squad and then you got the defense is crazy. You know, like I said, Michael Parsons didn't let Tom Brady get a foot in. Like he 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 was there every single time Tom Brady snapped snapped the ball. And I was so upset because it's like it's just this one dude. Like as he keep it's like y'all 
intentionally letting him like like I'm watching remember the Titans or something. But you know, so uh, they got a squad. I think I think uh think uh no barring big changes and they'll they'll be right back here next year. I think yeah, I don't think they're gonna move off of that. Uh, I think they're going to try and solve the problem somewhere else. I can see they're making either a head coaching change or offensive coordinator change and then try to see if that could be the difference they need to get over this hump. But uh, I, I don't really see the team turning on Dak or anything like that or becoming a distraction. If anything, I feel that having the organization call Dak out is going to get the guys behind him more. Like, they say that's bullshit kind of stuff. I mean, he had a bad year this year, but it's not like he – it's not like he does it every year. You know, this this is pretty much most interceptions he's thrown in one season, I think. So I think they just got to go back to the drawing board and they – I mean, honestly, they're going to be in the same boat next year. It's, it's, I don't know. They got bad luck. <laughs> but I, I I, don't see the team turning on Dak. Uh, I can see this bringing them together in, in a way. Like Jerry Jones trying to call Dak out to make him understand. And it, and it works, but not the, not the way he intended it. Uh, I just think the Cowboys – I just, I just stuck, and once they start feeling the hit of Dak's uh, contract, it's gonna be harder for them to get back to this point. But for now, they need to, um, they need to do something, because they just gonna keep being in the same boat. I agree, uh, I agree, and it's like. Again, who 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 do you get to replace Dak? I mean, he's still a top top ten quarterback in the league, I think. So, um, with the turnovers, I mean, I think you know turnovers are a part of the game. Uh, you go, you watch film all, all, throughout the season. Uh, you see what you did last season, and like you said, go to the drawing board and you know try to. Okay, I see that this play right here, you know, I probably should have been like, you know, you just you got to make adjustments and that's I'm sure they'll do that ne- uh, next year and you know, I'm sure Dak I'm I'm sure Dak probably won't throw as many turn t- uh interceptions as he did this year. So I just I, I see Dak he, he as much as people like to make him the end of a button joke, I, I think he's I think he's going to get it together next year and I think uh, Ezekiel will too. I don't really. I, I think he might have been hurt sometime this season. So I think that's, you know, and that, that stuff does linger, especially for a running back of his caliber too. Like, and, and Dak as a quarterback. I think he was injured sometime this year too. I think uh, the caliber players that they are. I think you know. I think when you when you have an injury and it limits you to only being able to do certain stuff, like if he wants to throw it, if he's used to comfortable throwing it off his back foot or off the run and you can't really plant that foot or make the juke cuts like you want to, I think that does affect players because, you know, that's how these players got to the NFL by doing these things that they were comfortable doing and doing them at such a high level. But you know, everybody here in the NFL is at a high level. So when one of your 
things gets cut off and you can't do that specific thing that made you get to the point you're at, it's like you just things are going to happen. Interceptions are going to happen. And, you know, Ezekiel only having 10 carries for 26 yards, like that stuff's going to happen. So, I mean, I think they just go back, go back to the drawing board, get healthy, come back next year. And uh, we'll see. Cause that was, that wasn't a bad game. That was a real good defensive game. Uh, Hell San Francisco. Uh, I mean, zero and I'm sorry, zero in the third and 10 in a 10 in a, Fourth, so it's it's. Well, I mean, we'll see. We squad holds it together going into next year, and yeah, honestly, even though like stat wise Zeke has like overall Zeke has been on the decline. I feel like when you have somebody like Tony Pollard in the backfield as well, that's so explosive. Like having a one-two punch like that, you could damn near if you use it right. You could almost rival what you got in Cleveland, but they got Kareem Hunt and uh, Chubb. If they like, yeah, like you said, they could really yeah. come back next year and have a really dynamic squad. And if Dak takes his time to heal all the way back up, because yeah, like you said, he was out when uh, Cooper Rush was in for I think five games. It was because at first people were saying like, oh, Dak, he might be out for two to three weeks, but you know, he took the you know five weeks out. People were thinking that he was fully healthy, you know, all the way ready back to go. But yeah, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just limited in some things he could do. And that would just led to turnovers like crazy. And I just think that, yeah, going to next year, he just, I just hope that they figure something out because I think that it's going to be a, depending on what quarterback the uh, commanders can, can find, that division is going to be tough again. The, team that got away with the win San Francisco going on to face Philly I think they're on a 12 game win streak now I think ever since they hit like game six or seven of that win streak people have been like oh yeah I want to see them versus Philly in the championship game so uh it's an interesting final four just in the sense that I feel like this is one of those years that we've other than Buffalo kind of getting knocked out, I think people would have taken Kansas City, Cincinnati, or Kansas City, Buffalo. They would have liked either of those in the AFC. But other than that, I mean, I think that we really got the final four that we were wanting to see square off. And that well, by the time we get to the Super Bowl, we'll actually, we will be seeing who are the two best teams in the league. And it won't really be like, of course, injuries always play a factor, but this will be hopefully a, a, a truly good matchup. Naj, who do you uh, think is going to the Super Bowl? I know I got Bridge. Is your pick still uh, Cincinnati, Philadelphia? I I agree. I agree with him. Cincy Philly? Cincy Philly. I don't really and... see anybody in the NFC beating. I just, I don't see, I don't see. Uh, Philly losing to um, who, San San Francisco, San Francisco, right? Francisco? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see that. I don't see I don't see that. Uh, especially the way the Philadelphia just routed the Giants. I mean, I know it's the Giants, but I mean, I think when their offense is rolling like that, and you know, you got the number one seed and you're at home, and I think I think it's Philly year to make it. 
Cincy, I, I definitely, definitely think they're making it. I don't even really think too much about uh, Patrick Mahomes. I know he's a big-time player, but Cincinnati. Uh, I just think the Eagles have too much uh, firepower offense for the 49ers. Like, I don't think it'd be like a high-scoring game or anything like that. I just think one of the Eagles' weapons is going to break through and get that gap pretty much what Dallas needed to do against the 49ers. They couldn't do Philadelphia would be able to do, whether it's Hurts running or passing. Don't It don't matter. They're going to find a way to get it done. It could be even like a similar score and end up being 2019 at the end of the day. But I I see Philadelphia at least squeaking past the 49ers. Uh, I see them finding a way to pressure Brock uh, and get him him uncomfortable back there, especially how they did Daniel Jones. I I didn't see that game, but I watched the highlights. Kept seeing plays where Daniel was stumbling and falling, and, and I, I see Philadelphia getting back at Brock Purdy like that. Yeah, yeah, I just see I, I see Philadelphia getting away with this one. Yeah, I, I I just see the Bengals. They 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 on a mission, and so yeah, the uh, main reason why I'm picking them. Their defense, if they can play as good as the Cowboys defense, which I think they can, then all their offense has to do is put up, you know, at least 24 points, which I think they'll have no problem doing. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, after seeing how they played last week, both those teams, I do think that I was thinking that San Francisco would just be, I don't know, this is so, it's so hard to, it's, it's, it's a pick them, it really is, but I think that you guys have swayed me because last week I was thinking that we were going to get a Super Bowl rematch with Kansas City and San Francisco. But I think with Pat Mahomes, I don't think that his ankle injury is going to limit him that much. I do think that Joe Burrow is, is, is and like the rest of the defense, all of them, I think that they're a bit hungrier to get their first Super Bowl in franchise history. Correct or is, is there or is have they had a drought or is it in franchise history? It's got to be franchise history, right? They, uh, yeah, I think this. So uh, they have never won. They're one of twelve NFL teams that have never won. So yeah, so that right there, I think that Joe Burrow has come into the league on fire, and that Pat Mahomes, I mean, he might have to get spend another year in the lab with this team without Tyreek Hill, this team where they have, you know what I'm saying, four to five decent receivers and Travis Kelsey, especially after that game, like against Buffalo, to see that I wasn't even close in the snow, man, they scary. So I'm going to go with, uh, I think I'm going to go with Cincy Philly as well. I think that'll be an interesting Super Bowl because again, Brock Purdy being a rookie, I think Philadelphia is going to throw some stuff at him that he ain't ready for. He then had a good run, came in and did what San Francisco needed them to do, but San Francisco will be able to move forward knowing that, A, we have a 
We have an athletic backup in Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy can – I mean, they'll probably start Trey Lance. I don't know how they're going to work that out. But, of course, I see that – you know, they got two young quarterbacks they don't have to pay for – couple more years you know so i think they could get far again and then kansas city again they got pat mahomes as long as they keep that nucleus intact i think they'll be able to compete again but this year i think you got jalen hurts and joe burrow i think those two are they're done being denied you know what i mean they're ready to face off in the super bowl to see i mean they both go they didn't both earn their respect of course but anything uh you guys want to bring up before we uh, get out of here? Anything recapping NFL or if there's anything you guys want to bring up talking about uh, NBA? Before we, uh, before we move on, I was going to say something about the Cowboys fans. Uh, I see this video on YouTube of this fan so excited at the beginning of the game. End of the game, he's burning Dak's jersey. And then another one freaking ran his TV over. Like I seen that one. Like, dude, they have it. They have it rough over there. He, yeah, that's he, all he, threw, the, he threw the TV. He threw the TV in the driveway. Got in his pickup truck. Drove forward. Didn't backed up on the TV. I was like, yeah, that's a different type of level of uh, upset right there. That was a nice TV too. It was. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm not doing that for no skit. I don't, I don't care. I don't care how much money I got. I'm not, I'm not breaking a TV, man. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that but was, I, those were just funny to me. But yeah, other than that, and the M- NBA is like I said uh, uh, two weeks ago. It's not really much to talk about. Um, like I said, until after All Star uh, weekend, which will be here in a couple weeks. Um, the only thing really to document this that's going for it right now is, I mean, of course, I'm going to say it. I'm a LeBron fan, man, but uh, he's 178 points away for breaking the all-time NBA, you know, scoring scoring record, uh, which is, uh, which is, uh, I mean, it's, just, it's really not much to say about it. It's, but, uh, it. It speaks for itself, but coming from someone who has been regarded as a pass-first player um, to now, you know, will be top five in assists and then top five, top five in, I mean, number one in scoring, obviously, but uh, I think that's that just speaks for itself right there, uh, especially – Last night I watched the they played the Clippers and uh he finally got the Clippers were the only team in the NBA he hasn't scored a 40 point game on and uh last night he did that dropping in 46 so I'm hoping he can drop uh, I'm hoping he can drop uh 30 35 I think he needs to drop 35 for the next next four games in order for him to uh, break that when he comes here and plays the Pacers on the second. So I'm hoping he can score 35 tonight and every other game from there on. So, I mean, because if he does, if he does that, definitely trying to be in attendance. That happens at the Pacers game. You know how many people going to be here? Man, that's going to sell out the arena. 
Exactly. That's why I'm trying to see if he can if he can do it in these next. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't do it uh, in these next three games, then it's like okay, he'll 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 do it probably the the game after the Pacers. But it's like, I mean, I think that'd just be cool for him to do it here. But I also keep hearing talk that they want him to do it um, when he plays Milwaukee because that was a that was um. Kareem's old team, so and leave it to LeBron. He would do something like that to where he, you know, he he passes him playing his own team. So I think that's that's really it. It's not really much to talk about with the season right now. It's still All Star Weekend's coming up in a couple weeks, so I think I think after that we'll have a lot more to talk about to see how the season's gonna turn. But still, the first half. Anybody got anything else to say about anything NBA? Matthew, uh, yeah, I don't have anything there. Well, all right. If that is all regarding NBA and uh, NFL, we will see y'all next week to discuss the uh, the results. Kind of go over how this new Pro Bowl is set up. I don't even know exactly how it's set up. Moving forward, you guys want to shout out your uh, any social medias or things that you got going on. I know Naj, you said you were about to start streaming right over on Twitch. Sir, if you wanna if you wanna follow some good some good uh wholesome 2K content, Call of Duty content, sometimes Fortnite, sometimes Madden, uh go ahead and follow my Twitch M Beastie N B E A S T Y twenty seven. Uh that's my Twitch and then uh Instagram if you wanna follow me it's nah G Nah underscore G1. So uh, other than that, take it from there. Anybody else? You got anything you want to throw right out there, now. Bridge? No, I don't have it. Still still being worked on. So when when I finally got something to shout out, it'll be soon. Getting ready to start a channel and all that, but it'll be soon. Yeah, we will see you guys next week to continue talking about sports here on Bells and Whistles. Thank y'all for coming through. Everybody take it easy. All right. See y'all later, man.